morning. Good morning, Ruby. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Uh, doing fantastic. How's everything at the house? Well, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, you know, the weather's changing, no doubt about it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, How about you? How about you guys, your place? Same thing. Same thing. little chilly, but I love this time of year, and I know you do because, I mean, I imagine you woke up, you got your coffee, you looked out the back door, you saw leaves, and that means fun. Well, unfortunately, I haven't had my coffee yet. Oh, okay. My, my coffee maker is uh, not up yet. Oh, oh, she said she is. I just uh, hear her. Okay. So I yeah. am, too. So she actually makes your coffee for you? Oh, yeah. Okay, now what do you, do you just drink it black or you put anything in it? Black. Me too. Me too. That's, That's a, the way I like it. All right. Well, um, okay, yeah, we're off and running. Uh, did you see that story about the asteroid that uh, NASA has diverted? Have you been following that story at all? No, I haven't. Okay, so way out in space, 7 million miles away, there's uh, an asteroid. And it's, it was no threat to the Earth to hit the Earth. But they wanted to see if they could move it in, in the event that they were ever faced with the possibility of one striking the planet, you know? Yeah. So they uh, sent up, um, like, a considerable amount of time ago, many months ago, a, um, an object into space that they could navigate, and they flew it into the asteroid at 14,000 miles an hour, and they were able to actually divert the path of the asteroid, proving... Oh my, yes, I did hear that. Yes. I did hear that, but I wasn't paying attention to it. <laughs> wow. Proving that we have the ability to um, save the planet if, in the event, we are faced with the possibility of an asteroid smashing into Earth and messing everything up for us. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Absolutely. That's awesome. Hey, the next time I see you, Dad, uh, I, I have something to share with you. I have some show and tell. Um, um, my mother, years before she passed, she gave me a uh, box of little keepsakes, okay? Like things that I made when I was in... Uh, grade school and stuff like that. Yeah. And included in that, um, I have a letter from your boss in 1972 um, congratulating you on having a wonderful uh, week in life insurance sales for life of Virginia life insurance. Company. Yeah, it's, it's really great. And then I also have a speech that you wrote and, um, uh, typed on a typewriter because I guess you were speaking to a group of a large group of insurance salesmen at like a convention or something. Yes. And I have your speech, your words that you wrote for that speech. Was it good? Yeah, it was very good. It was wow. like, it was like a motivational speech that you wrote out. I'll be done. That, that is something, you know, you, you have collected some great, great, a piece of the material, you know that? Well, well uh, you know, I actually, uh, my mother did it, and she just gave it to me, and it's remarkable because if I, she must not have known that it was in the box because I think she would have burned it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cracked Joanna. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
There was a period of time where I think she had a voodoo doll made of you. Oh, and she was. Yeah. And Lisa, don't, don't kid yourself. Your mom and I have wonderful years. Oh, yeah, I know, but there was a, there was, yeah, absolutely, but there was a period when uh, I think you might have been public enemy number one. Yes, that's true. So I also have in my possession, uh, Life of Virginia would, uh, they had like a a, a newspaper, a publication that they would um, uh, publish to their um, employees. And I have, uh, you also, you you received a lot of commendation from them because yes, I, did. I have uh, in 1968 or 1969 they actually made a a, a print article of you and and there's a picture of you uh, very young man early 30s I have it and that's actually God. I have that um uh, and I want to show it to you I have several copies yeah I would like to see that I yeah I, I I can't wait next time I come see you I will bring all those keepsakes. That'd be great, and share that with you. So I just oh, and well, I, and, I'm proud of you for actually paying attention to this kind of thing. Well, you know, I didn't actually because I've had the box for years and I've never really gone through it. And uh, oh. th- then I just did the other day. I go, oh my god, my dad would love to see this stuff. You know, I would. Yes, I would. Yeah, and uh, you're going to be here very soon. You and I get to hang out. Me, you, and Kevin. Okay, Yeah, I, I, it sounds like you you don't remember, but uh, Jackie. I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Well, Jackie is having a uh, a shower for her wedding. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And okay. Joanne and uh, and Elizabeth and Sue are coming out, and you are coming too. But you're not going to go to the shower. You're going to hang out with me, and we're going to go to the strip bar. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> me, you, and Kevin are going to go to the strip club. Well, there you go. You make the day then. Yeah, all right. Um, all right, Dad, I have a question from uh, a very dear friend named Stevie, and she says, hello, Reuben. I am painting a room in my home. Now, Reuben, the color on the walls is different from the color on the white ceiling. She asks, do you have any tips for not getting any of the dark paint on the ceiling. Tape it. Tape it. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty pretty good. Like you just that's simple. Just put a piece of paper, tape that peels off easily. Yeah. All around it. And uh, but still, uh, do with care. Yes. You they won't get uh, paint around. I think that if you if you tape it. Not only do you tape it, but you got to make sure you get right on that line because if you get over it too much, it just, it's either, it's going to look wonky. You got to make sure it's straight and sharp, that line. Well, there's one other way a very stiff, large piece of cardboard that you put it against a wall to where the paint can meet it. And paint while you're holding it with one hand, and paint with the other hand. I've, I've, uh, I've tried that too, and sometimes it gets a little wonky. It, yeah, yeah it, it gets out in the crevices. I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think the first way is the way to go. You're right. Taping is the very best thing, but the only thing is when you're gonna peel it off. Uh, I'm trying to think. 
you got to let it dry before you peel. Well, no, when you let it dry, you can peel the paint with it. Well, yeah, but um, usually the paint can you know do that. I I, uh, I I just did this not long ago, and as long as you get that thing off a couple hours after it dries, I think you're you're fine. And if you do, if it does peel paint off, you just touch it up. I think that's the you way to touch go. Touch it up again, right? Good yep. idea. All right. Uh, let's see here. Randall writes, "Meathead, I love candy." Okay, he's a fan of candy. He writes. He loves uh, candy called Circus Peanuts. Those are those orange things. uh, Necco wafers and candy corn. Uh, uh, He says, what are your favorite kinds of candy? Is there any kind of candy from your childhood that you cannot get here in the U.S.? Not really as far as that goes. But the one thing that I uh, I do recall... We were not allowed to have too much candy when we were growing up. Yeah, I imagine candy in Iran would be like uh, a rock dipped in sugar. I didn't know anything about candy when I was in Iran. I learned all about it in America. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's. I did. I am. I can't. uh, I can just only. I can picture how. You know, your eyes would have lit up when you got your first piece of candy here in the U.S. Well, yes, it did, but uh, we were really not into. I mean, we, first of all, we don't have the money to get candy. No, no, no. I mean, and then whatever we did uh, was very minute. Yes, boy, man, I tell you what, uh, I can see why you love America so much. Oh my God! Hey, let me just explain what. My breakfast was consistent of. Uh huh. Unless I've already said that to you before. Well, I don't remember. Uh, uh, take take us through it. Was it leaves and grass clippings? No, 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 no. A cup of uh, tea. Cup of tea. And a slice of bread. For breakfast? That was my breakfast to eat that and go to school. Boy, I don't know how you can uh, learn with with that much hunger in your belly. I mean, did when you when you go to school, do they do they have like a school lunch program or anything? Maybe give you like maybe a couple. School was when when twelve o'clock came, you went home, and two hours you stayed home and go back to school again for another two hours. You got a two hour lunch to go home. Yeah, you get two hours. Okay, and then did Grandma feed you then? Were you allowed to eat food? Like we ma- eat at home, whatever we had, and we we take a nap. Well, what was typical for lunch? Maybe some dog? No, 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 no. We had leftovers. Usually a lot of it there's bread and butter, honey. You guys love your bread and butter there in Iran. Well, we, could have, we didn't have anything else. You didn't have anything else, yeah. Uh, all right. John writes, Dear Meathead, snow is coming. I plow snow with my tractor, and it's very cold. I don't have an enclosed cab. So I wear, I wear a lot of uh, uh, winter clothes to stay warm. If I get a cab, it's going to cost me $7,000. Should, yeah. should I keep plowing without the cab, or should I just or should I suck it up and buy the cab? No, I just do it by hand. No. Uh, so he. I, I just do it by hand. 
Right, but he's got a tractor, but he wants to know if he should make it so that he doesn't have to freeze. Well, what's wrong with it? If you got a tractor, then what's the problem? Well, yeah, he's he's complaining. I think he's he's going soft, you know. I mean, yeah, he's got a tractor, but he gets cold when he's sitting on a tractor, so he wants he wants to make it so that uh, he can do it in the warmth, you know, like uh, it would basically be like your lawn tractor you have at home with yeah. with a plow, right. and then it, you would attach a device where you can uh, stay warm. Yeah, we we had that uh, as far as that goes. But then again, uh, we didn't really. Uh, I don't have any issue with it. Yeah, seven thousand dollars for that—that's ridiculous. No, I, I I would not have that kind of tractor. Now suck it up. What Quit. I had was just a Mickey Mouse type of thing. You had a Mickey Mouse type of thing. Yeah. I know. Hey, I mean, you know, I, I never spent that kind of money for that stuff, and ordinarily. Uh, at the point that I am doing it currently is all I have is I have a very long driveway. Uh, I just do it by hand. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and I, at age 88, that's not a big deal. Can you, uh, can you tell me, uh, side note, um, the day you started to add the term Mickey Mouse to your, uh, repertoire. Do you do you recall the first thing you described as Mickey Mouse? No, I don't know. I, it just came naturally. Yeah. I don't know what country it came from. Yeah. But it did come from. If I'm under, if I'm understanding correctly, something that's small and not that effective is Mickey. Uh, Mickey Mouse basically is uh, some cheap item. A cheap item is a Mickey Mouse item. It's a Mickey Mouse thing. Gotcha. Okay. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Very good. Uh, okay, moving on, Dad. Um, Jason writes, Meathead, you're the highlight of my week. I Hi, wish, Jason. And he says, I wish more people had your old school approach to life. Uh, when I see men wearing sandals, flip-flops, or Crocs, I lose respect for them. This type of footwear is only for women. Or when you are yeah, at the, I agree. or when you are at the beach, what do you think of men wearing sandals, flip flops, or Crocs? I, I never liked that on men. Yeah, it's just, they, if you're at the beach, first of all, try to be in an area that doesn't have too many abrasive, uh, pointed uh, st- uh, metal, uh, stones, and rocks, and all that. But uh, barefooted is what was our way. No so, shoes, no shoes at all. No shoes at all. All right, I'm I'm writing this down. Try not to be in abrasive areas. You said. Yeah. Of course, we really didn't have any beaches. I mean, Joanne said you had landmines. Yeah. What? Hey, what happened to Vaha? Going oh, stepped on a mine. Uh. 
that's true. I mean, let me just tell you, I, 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 excitement in life. I had two, three guys, cronies that were buddies of mine. Somehow or other, I don't know how it happened. I got a hold of a three-wheel, uh, I don't know what they call we call them. A vehicle, not a vehicle. It's a hand, hand type of a thing. Uh, not a car. Uh, it's like a, like it's a wagon. Wagon. Like a wagon. That's wagon. what it is. All right. Yeah. Two wheel wagon. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know where we got it. Johansi that I stole. I don't know. Probably. Probably. Oh, no, no, not drove. This was a wagon. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we we had it on. I don't know how I got it, but we had a lot of hills. I had it on top of the hills. It stayed there all the time. And me and my cronies would get up there and get it on there. One of us, two of us would push, push the wagon wheel down the hill, and one guy would be sitting there. Often enough, that thing tipped over. Wow. Boy, you're but lucky. Going down. You're lucky you're not dead. That's probably no, seven. No, we, we just, it was a, the hill had nothing but good soft dirt. Oh, yeah, I know it, but I can just imagine you th- th- tipping oh, on you and smashing into a tree. That was our f- and we don't even know how we got a hold of the wagon. I, that was a very expensive-looking wagon. Yeah, there's some guy in uh, in Tehran like, my God, these bastards stole my rock getter. I don't know, you know, and we lived in, in, a, in a, a village lake. Oh, I know, I know. I, you guys, I, I've heard so many stories. I mean, uh the the problem is the people where you live, uh, nothing could be done because you had the police eating out of your hand because of your silver. Right across the street. Yeah, the silverware. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the American guy would always come around. Yeah. The American guy would go to the police department. He always had some kind of issue. And they always needed a plate and a yep. uh, fork and all that. And the cops will be coming up because not they. We need some plates. If they didn't, if you didn't, if you weren't there with the plates and silverware, they would have starved. They probably would. They I'm owed you, you. That's why you ruled the school is because of the plates and the silverware. Everybody. Uh, life was so great out there, I know. you know. Great Especially life. At a young age, you got a lot of pull. Yeah, I know it. You were like the leader of the gang. And, and that's just great. Uh, Rob has a question. Dear Meathead, I was wondering if you had any tips on how to keep my chainsaw chain sharp. I was using it recently, and it was so dull it would barely cut at all. Well, the, cha- the only reason that thing gets dull is because you use and use and use, and uh, you don't sharpen it, you know. Yeah, you got to. You gotta. You gotta sharpen that. Always have a sharpen. sharpened. Uh huh. And it doesn't cost a whole lot of money to sharpen it, unless you want to buy one of the apparatus and sharpen it yourself. Some people, yeah, use like a file and they do it there. But that, I, I've seen videos of that. It look, I, I, there's no way I could do that. And it seems like. Uh, well, it's too many teeth to go through. It's a pain in the ass. Just pay somebody yeah. a few bucks and have them do it. But uh, to sharpen is no big deal. You, you get that gizmo, put them on the table, and uh, I go one touch, zoop, that thing is done. No, I sent mine out because I, I just I didn't have the mentality or the talent 
to do that. Okay. You so you as you said, I'm writing this down, you use that gizmo. <laughs> and and then yeah. you but you didn't have the mentality to do it. No, I had the equipment. You know, the chainsaw, you get it going, then you, you have to barely touch it. Just, you know. Right on, it. yep. Now, uh, I, Otherwise, I'll eat up that uh, whole thing. We got another question about the chainsaw and uh, going back to uh, footwear. Uh, Josh says, Dear Meathead, my neighbor has been cutting down trees between our house here in New England. I've noticed that when he's using the saw, the chainsaw, he's wearing Crocs. I'm very concerned about his safety. Should I say something or would that be out of line? Do you have any insight on what you should wear on your feet when using a chainsaw? Well, that to me is uh, really playing with uh, one hell of a problem. Uh, walking around barefooted or uh, you need to wear boots. Uh now, I see what you do when you start using that kind of stuff. You're really protecting yourself. I'm yeah. really proud of you doing that. Yeah, but it I costs would... money, a lot, of, a lot of money to buy the kind, yeah. kind of things you got. I, I always uh, uh, use the utmost of protection. I have never worn anything inappropriate when using a chainsaw. That's a great thing you're doing. That's I always looked at this, oh, my God, why couldn't I be doing that? But then again, I never had the money to buy the kind of thing that you have. Uh, Joanne says I wouldn't use it, but I would have used it. You hung like an ape with a... But I, I'm in a rush. I, I've got I'm video. I'm in a rush to do things. I've got video with you wearing tennis shoes, untied, with no socks, really, really short shorts, so short it looked like your ding-dong was going to fly out of them, and, and, uh, and no shirt. Well, yeah, hey, I was in a hurry to get it done. I ain't going to screw around with that. Oh, my God. All right. Jimmy writes this, Dear Meathead, I just moved in with my girlfriend. All is good, except that when she goes number two, it smells like rotten eggs and cabbage. She won't turn the fan on, and I don't know how to approach this uncomfortable conversation. Any advice before my face melts off? Thank you. Thank you, Meathead. Well, first of all, I don't see what's wrong with you reminding someone, hey, listen, would you mind turning the fan on? Or put some spray in there where she can see it. Or yeah. turn it put something in a spray in there that constantly smells good. Yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do something. It should be no problem to to, to get that off your chest, right? If you but can't the one, the one thing I know that girlfriend of hers should know one thing. As soon as she is doing her business Flush the toilet right away. Exactly. Right Ex- doing it. Yes, that is that is called a courtesy flush. Yes. I don't know why people don't do that more often. It gets rid of the waste. Absolutely. So there's a little bit of water. If you're uh, saving on water, well, you're a foolish person. Get a new girlfriend. Get a new girlfriend. I like that. Go ahead. So get rid of the girlfriend. Dad, when <laughs> you were in Iran, did you have plumbing? No. So you have to go in like a like a can? Listen, I'll tell you. Our, our, our toilet was about 30, 35 feet away from the house. Oh, you had an outhouse. Outhouse. Okay. That's what we did. 
and uh, wiped ourselves with newspaper. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yes. Newspaper. Wow, you paint a picture. A tea for breakfast with a piece of bread. Well, that's the way it was. And then, uh, yeah, you, and then, holy crap, uh, when you came to the U.S., you must have been like, this is a fairy tale land. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't know what to do. Uh, Travis writes, good morning, Ruben and Joanne. I have a question. What is your opinion on people who leave refrigerators, boats, air conditioner units in their yard? <laughs> uh, Never heard of that. Well, you know, like, uh, uh, Mastage's house on the way up north when you drive by Mastage's they got all yeah. that shit on the front yard uh, he says is this classy or should they clean their yard up I think that's stupid yeah clean it up I mean refrigeration well, that should be right within your reach every time you want it well, then you're out no I think I think it's uh, uh, I think it's like not not functioning stuff that's kind of cluttering the front yard Oh, I get it. I think they're idiots doing that. Yeah, leaving all the junk out there. Oh, oh, my God. They put it out there, they'll pick it up for some use of some kind. Yeah. Someone will get it. Uh, you can get some money for scrap. Uh, something. Just get, it, get rid of it. Don't even look for the money. Yes, throw it in the dump. That's what the dump is for. No, put it out there. Somebody will take it. Believe me, somebody will take it. That's true. It is out there. It's already out there. Yeah. Oh, it's already out there. Put okay. it up to yeah. the road. No. That's, <laughs> those are low-life people when they do that. Uh, Nathan writes, Meathead, my daughter was in a fight at school. Another student tried to steal something out of her lunch. Although I'm proud of her for defending herself, how can I explain to her that uh, someone stealing a piece of candy out of her lunch is not worth fighting over. So he says, I'm proud of her that she defended herself, but she probably shouldn't have slugged the kid for taking, because the kid took her lunch. I agree with you. She shouldn't have done that. And then, and in reality, if they were that desperate for candy, I honestly would buy a little bit of candy or so I'd give it to you. Here's some candy for you. Kind of like uh, make a friend as opposed to starting a fight is what Absolutely. you're saying. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So you never know. I mean, now, I mean, she probably gave the kid a black eye, and uh, now she's going to be in trouble. And for what? A candy that's worth 12 cents? Right. And, uh, yeah, she. I, I think there's an old saying, you can get more flies with honey than vinegar. Absolutely. Have you heard that yeah. one before? I, I love that one. <laughs> Enjoy, so you give candy. Yeah. Oh, no, that's great. Hey, this kid probably <clears throat> never gets candy in his life. Yeah, it's like you in never Iran. Did, yeah, when you come to the U.S., I bet you were stealing people's lunch all the time. If you really want to embarrass her or put your point across, have your mom buy, uh, have her mom buy a bunch of candy, package it, and say, go over there, hey, I'd like to get, give you this candy. Uh-huh. Okay. Isn't um, that a great world when you do that? Boy, you have come so far. It's it's remarkable. I no, mean, my bases are the same. I mean, there was years ago when uh, if th this happened to you, 
you would, uh, you know, uh, uh, get a lead pipe and bash somebody over the head. No, I would not that kind of thing. I, well, I'm, I'm really telling that with the, today's analogy of my personality for today, what I am. I don't remember what the heck I was. I know one thing. I would never let anybody push me around. Did you just say today is an analogy of your personality? Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I got it. I know what you're saying. All right. Wow. Uh, that's, the, that's the way it is. I got. I took a lot of notes. Of course, I wrote down the term gizmo, Mickey Mouse. We talked about candy in Iran. Um, try not to be in abrasive areas if you have no shoes on. That's the big takeaway. And today is an analogy for my personality. There you go. Uh, Dad, so, okay, you know, um, I think it's going to rain today, so you might be stuck inside. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I will. Well, I can end up in the garage. All right. Do do some putzing. I'm with you. I love that. Yeah. I'll okay. definitely spend some time in there. Okay, well, you guys, I love you very much. Everybody loves you, too. You did a, a wonderful job, as always, and uh, I'm I, uh, looking forward to seeing you very soon. Well, I appreciate your time given to us, Hadi. I really love you dearly, and I hope that uh, we'll see you soon, huh? Okay, Dad. And Joanne, you guys are the best. Okay, Okay. Love you, too. See ya. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.